Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. Hello. What a good week it's been. I know, what a good, very big week. It's News and everything, aren't it? Yeah. Mean, I mean, Philip Schofield's come out as a gay. You know, that, <laughs> that come out of absolutely nowhere, that did, didn't it? Well, it's absolutely nowhere. I never saw that coming, I will be honest. Well, I did like what Eamon Holmes said to him. What did he say? He says, well, I thought you were quitting, so I could have his job. There was tears on stage. Yeah, I know. You're know, thinking it's time now, Eamon. Get on that. Get on that. Get on that. Quick course. Get go on. Get yourself yeah, gone. You've never been the same without uh, Gordon to go for anyway. I know. Yeah, because good old Gordon. He'd been saying it for years. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, in other news, uh, Stoke beats Charlton three-one. Yeah, we did really well. I think. I think it was um, an incredible start, really. I mean, especially after what happened at Derby, which I don't really want to go into. But I mean, the the sort of feeling between all of us really was of a negative one last week, but soon turned it round again this week. Yeah, turned it round, played very well. I mean, that's probably one of the best home games I've been for a good while. The fans were singing. The Charlton turned up in the numbers as well. They were there. Yeah, it was, it was a good day, I really enjoyed it. I mean, the thing is, sometimes you can you can sort of go Stoke games and you're going through the motions a little bit, but I mean, Saturday was really, really enjoyable. I mean, the fans were brilliant again, there was good banter between the away fans. and mm, it's good. It was just a good day. It was cold, but it was a good day. It was cold, yeah, but I don't really care. I mean, apart from that new coat I've got with that stupid fear thing around the oh, top. Oh, square on the top. Yeah, that does me head in. And my face all gave went in my eye at one point, I wasn't happy. But anyway, right, so we'll go into the game. It started off incredibly well. We were, we were passing the ball down well, and then he did go off a little bit. But then uh, we, we took his chance well. James McLean completely open, tapped it into the net. Well, I, think, I mean, first off, I mean, the possession stats say that we had most of the ball really first off. I mean, we had 64% possession first off. And um, I mean, there's a, there's a few Charlton fans saying that it shouldn't have been a free kick before the you goal. You get on their page there, the yeah. Charlton page, they've been saying that they were robbed. I mean, they must have been watching a different, different game. Different game to me, yeah. Okay, um, they must be watching the Sheffield United games because, I mean, they're becoming the conquerors of England now yeah, all of well, a sudden. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it, it, it surprised me just how... I know, obviously, Charlton uh, with us in this dogfight a bit, but at the same time, the, the difference from last week was night and day. It was, yeah. it was so much better this week. I mean, I know there's a few changes from last week, i.e. Campbell... Yeah. And then obviously we'll get into talking about Chester as well. Well, I mean we've got we've got a question here about Tyrus Campbell. Did he make the major difference yeah, he did. on Saturday? He did for me, yeah. He, well, he did. Majorly did. He was picking the ball up. He was moving. It's just that mobility he's got that Sam Vokes just clearly hasn't got anymore. I, I, I just think sometimes with Tyrus Campbell because he he's reading the game so well at the moment. At times, the opposition are thinking. Follow Campbell is going to cause, and he's opening play yeah, up elsewhere. Yeah. He doesn't even need to have the ball sometimes, he just needs run down the channels, running pockets of space. And all their defenders are doing go quick, get Tyrese. Yeah. But it's opening up Powell, McLean, Ince. And Ince looks a different player for us. Ince looks so sort of. He, he, works, so, he works so well with Campbell, yeah, he Tom does. Ince. He really yeah. works well with him because you can see both, you can see they've both got bits of trickery in him. I mean, every time. Yeah, Tyrus Campbell had the ball, he looked so comfortable, he was, he was just like doing little shimmies and drops his shoulder and drops in there, yeah. it's like the, the defenders are following him and being pulled out of position yeah. and that's what led to the first goal, I mean the ball flew in, a great little nod, nod header from Powell. Nick Powell, incredible little Eddie, because he yeah. put it straight into the path of James McLean and he had the easiest tapping in the world. Yeah, um, and like I say, it goes off to a great start, doesn't it? Yeah, after what happened at Derby, we needed to get, get up and running and get a win. 
I mean, I know he did towards the end of the half, he started fading a bit, and, and Charlton got a lucky goal, a goal he didn't deserve in any shape, but he, yeah. he was poor defending. The ball fell through and he, he took the chance. Maybe we were a bit guilty switching off a bit. I think they switched off, to be honest. Yeah. I think they were. I mean, we've got a question here about Martin Zindi. Was he the big difference of the back line? Well, I mean, the thing is, a lot of people had their man of the matches yesterday, but I said at the game, I said I thought he was brilliant. We were so open at Derby at left back, mm. and the thing is, he come in and he—I he, don't know—he just—he just stays in that role and does his job. He doesn't trap too far forward. He, he only goes forward when he when he can, and he's got somebody behind him. And to me, he—he he, he was a big difference yesterday at the back. I mean, the thing is, Inces and the Powells and the Campbells will get the accolades, but at the end of the day. As an unsung hero yesterday, I think I think Bruno's definitely. Well, I mean, there was an improvement as well in Tommy Smith, because I mean, Tommy Smith in the last two, the two games before Derby was absolutely fantastic. Really ran the show at times in that right back yeah. position, but Derby was overrun all the time. Maybe we just look at Derby as a blip. Well, I think it is a blip. To yeah, be honest. That's I think it, it's, really. a, it's a blip because Tyrus was injured. I mean, I said this though, and I said it on the day on the Friday when we were when I was leaving work and I had to have the mad rush. To get to Derby and then yeah. of course forgot the tickets we had to go back and then went forward. I said all morning I was going, I'm, I'm going to forget them tickets. Put them tickets forget. in your wallet, no way. After having them in my hand halfway up the road, uh, I forgot the tickets. <laughs> no, generally, <laughs> yeah. I'll go and sit in that traffic. Again. <laughs> but we got there. Yeah, <laughs> That's got the there. main thing. And then we went round and round in the car parks. We thought it was close. Yeah, yeah, because the railings behind. But anyway, we're boring, you know. But, uh, <laughs> I think the big difference of India is that Josh Charman again didn't impress me against Derby and a lad that every time I seem seem to see him in a Stoke shirt he does seem to be out of his depth you see, I don't, I'm not seeing anything in time and that sees a good no. player for me No, I know he's still young and there's time but the trouble is how many chances do you give a player he, he was so poor against Derby he was overrun yeah. every time every time he went forward he was leaving gaping holes which Derby were taking advantage of that Dwayne Hoke Holmes but like I say going back to the Charlton game I think that like I say we had that lapse in the at the end of the first half which was undeserving but the second half was probably one of the most complete Stoke performances I've seen defensively they were strong they yeah. controlled the midfield Campbell was just pulling that ball forward and he was oh, like he was nice. dropping back and being like a Firmino picking the ball yeah. up deep running at him and getting space for everyone it's to run in run at the back, uh, left or right back where is he that's the no. thing you don't see it very often he picks the ball up and he's like alright let's have a go see if we can. And, and the thing is he's, at the moment his confidence is sky high and we, we can tell the, the Derby game says it all we missed him big time oh yeah we did massively missed him um, but it was a great start anyway the ball went through uh, but thanks to Campbell running forward it ended up to, J- to Nick Powell who held the ball well put it to Joe Allen Joe Allen set through Tom Hintz who was definitely offside but, yeah. we, were, but we won't say anything else and, still he, a great finish, and he took it beautifully with he especially because there's been a lot of critics of him in the last couple of years saying he's a, definitely a one footed man but he took that chance brilliantly yeah on his right this foot. is the thing that this is where it comes back to Campbell and if it, when he's when players are too worried about Campbell it's opening up for the likes of Powell and Hintz who are creative footballers yeah. and can get goals and the thing is, they both proved that at other clubs that they can score goals. And the thing is, he proved again on, on Saturday because uh, even Powell, I've been a bit guilty of slating him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you hate Powell, don't you? I just thought that in certain games he was so slow at releasing the ball and it sometimes he'd hang on to it way too long. And 
But I think there was a reason for that against Derby, and I think that in the past there's been a reason for that when Sam Vokes plays. He's so immobile that he's so easy to target and so easy to mark, and you can mark the wingers as well because he's so easy to mark. With Campbell, yeah. he's all over the place. If, if he's marked, he'll drop deep yeah. to come for the ball and then run it up the pitch because yeah. he's got that bit of confidence, he's got that youth yeah. with him. And, and you can see Tom Ince is thriving off Campbell. Yeah. He's moving in the right positions on the right hand side. There was a couple of times where link up quite well as well on that right hand and, side. And you were just causing mayhem. And, and yeah. but he was also leaving McLean completely free on the left yeah. side to do stuff. Sometimes McLean had so much grass in front of him. Well, he had so happy. much space. I mean, yeah. every time he got the got it, he was like, "Oh my god, I've got, I've got I can run here. I've got plenty of time." I mean, you have to mention uh, James because he's at the moment he is becoming Mr Consistent a lot yeah he, is, he has really yeah. improved under Mike Lowry yeah. for me he's the most improved player we've had on the team since Mike yeah, Lowry you sort of know week in week out that even at Derby I can't really fault him at Derby too much I know he had that chance where let's face it he should have buried it but his balls were poor yeah. against Derby they were hitting first man again two over and that was which, which was happening on Saturday he's the only one who's, he'll pick the ball up and he'll get it down the pitch and he'll get it yeah he's not scared he's not scared to get the ball and run with it he's, yeah. he's really not afraid of it and uh, so then we, we carry on the side was playing well I mean there was a, that little nervous shaky bit where Charlton kept having free kicks and another thing we have to bring up was the referee he was terrible yeah was dying, the referee was terrible against yeah. Charlton yeah I mean um, the, there was times where I mean I've, I've read on Charlton's blog that they felt like the referee unnecessarily booked some of their players and stuff like that there should have been two reds I mean the thing is you look at the well, stats one, definitely they are we had 22 fouls and not a single booking yeah. I mean I can sort of understand it from their point of view they've looked at it at the end and gone well I was nobody booked for yeah. Stoke <laughs> and well, they, they had five bookings yeah well there's I mean like, the one where Sam Klukas managed to get through and lose his man and he brought him down you, you know you're talking not even three years ago that's a red card yeah, that's, a, that's a straight red for yeah. that because this new law that's come in this new rule yeah. where it's it's got, it's got to be a clear goal scoring which, which it could have been in a few touches but which means any that are close to the byline now are never going to be give, given but is that is that just a strange way of a referee judging it's like he knows about scoring goals like because at the end of the day where he picks the ball up like you say he takes two touches Klukas is well capable of hitting the target from outside the area. Well, we know he can't score from the halfway line. We know he can score yeah. goals from so anywhere. Now he's sort of suggesting, well, you haven't got the ability, son, so it's only a yellow. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing him in a Premier League game, and I, I, I think it was at Liverpool and whoever it was, I think Martin Salah or somebody, and, and I thought, he's only given him a yellow. I was thinking, Salah would have definitely scored from there, sort of thing. You're thinking, He's one of the best players in, in the league. Yeah, apparently it's got to be in the box and it's got to be when exactly. they're, they're stopping a clear chance, basically. Yeah. There I mean, was another call. Ago, if you went over the halfway line, you were last man, you get sent off. Well, before, no, before, it was, before three years ago, it was even if you're in your own half yeah. and they brought somebody down, it was a red card because yeah. he's the last man. There was just no other rule, no this or that, it was yeah. red card. But uh, after so that, we played deep though. I know you did. Yeah. We played yeah, deep. We got deep there, haven't we? Still on goal there. Well, the goalkeeper was up as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but then after that, there was another similar chance where we managed to break through and get behind again. And there's a question here of is three-one flattering to us? It should have been more. Um, I think we had one or two decent opportunities. So I think it should have been four-five. At the end of the day, Powell's goal was. Um, 66 minutes so I mean 
there's still plenty of time left in the game for maybe get a fourth over. Well, we'll go into the goal. I mean, Tom Inch was very much involved in that goal as well. Yeah. Ball came across, put it down the bottom, took it well, first touch, knocked it into the. He was knocked it over the goalkeeper slightly, yeah, he's sort a good of finish. Up a little bit. It's a good finish, isn't it, yeah. Pally? I've given it to him. He took, he took his chance well. And I'm thinking now, if, if we could keep Campbell fit and go the way we're going, how many how many results could this side get now? I, I, I still stand by that as long as we carry on the way we are at home, we'll, we'll be alright, I think. Well, that's um, six unbeaten now at home. Yeah, which is it reads well, doesn't it? Well, it reads well. I mean, there's a couple of well, I think there's three draws in there, but they're, they're looking comfortable at home now. They're looking yeah. really comfortable. I think, and, uh, I think the thing is as well is in 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 the past, if we've won a game, sometimes you used to be guilty of saying, "Well, he played well, he played well," but then three you were terrible. We sort of were lucky. Now it's like every time we win, you look at the whole squad, at the whole team as a unit, and go. It was a good team performance, sort mm, of thing. Well, it was sad. Instead of individuals, it was very. You look at it and go right across the board. Mm. Everyone did did their part in that game, and and that's what we've needed. We've needed that unity again because we we've all been a get, but looked at it and said, well, he's not happy. This he's causing problems. This we've had no team spirit whatsoever for a few years, and at the moment yeah, we, we, they seem galvanised. They seem now. quite galvanised under O'Neill and. I mean, the fans are taking to him big time as well, aren't well, they, Neil? Well, yeah, I mean, going from the Sentinel today, Tony Pulis has come out today and said yeah. that Stoke City take no... <coughs> yeah. Uh, no messing. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no ball, yeah. <laughs> as they would say. And that's why they like him, but that's the thing. He, never, he always knew where you were with Tony. Yeah. Um, there's, no, there's no messing about it. If you, if, you, if you come out and say what you mean and your team does it on the pitch, you, you can't moan yeah. at him. You can't moan at managers. The Even Ryan Woods has come out this week, hasn't he, and said um, that he, he was pleased that O'Neill was honest with him about um, the fact that he might not get much playing time and it might benefit him going out alone. And the thing is, some managers might have sh- shooed it, shied away from it a little bit. Yeah. And he'd come in and said, listen, you've been a, a bit of a scapegoat. You come in for big money. Maybe it's worth you going out alone. And he's appreciated that honesty and mm. the thing is mate if you're honest with folk even if it's negative I think eventually people go yeah but he's probably right do, well, do you know what I mean there's got to be more in it anyway because I mean as soon as he came in Etabo was gone and Dyer were gone out because they thought they were too big for the club I mean Mar- I mean, Martin's India this wa- last couple of weeks has, has been because he missed the game for not being injured against Derby there was a lot of talk that it was because of um his head was a head had been turned and he wanted to go and he said today in the paper as well that if you want to see commitment then you'll see it you'll see it on Saturday. Yeah, and the, and the thing is there was no doubting that his commitment was there. So, um, like I say, as a performance, he, he just did his job well all the way through, and we never really looked threatened, did we? At any particular points, we never. I never sat there and thought they had one or two chances second half, but. They weren't. You can see why they are where they are, Charlton. Well, they're they're plummeting like a stone, aren't they now, Charlton? Um, but like I say, the the commitment to the players now under Michael O'Neill. It's like Tyrese Campbell. If that was if that was under Nathan Jones, he would have gone. Yeah, I'm going to go Rangers and play for Stephen Gerrard and try and prove myself that way. And but he's he's gone. He, he, it's, it's, I think it's more than that. It's galvanised the fans. The last two home games. We've been loud. We've been singing. We're still a bit nervous at the beginning because we, yeah. because of what's been happening over the last two three years. And 
but now it's I think once we get the second the fans yeah the fans completely yeah, they come alive they come they? alive they completely turned everything around that that Tom and Skull did but it's just for me another thing that makes it makes it seem that we're playing really well at the moment is we, you couldn't like loads of people are putting out different man of the matches yeah normally it, it, it'd always be just one that seemed to stand out between yeah. everybody and, and everyone sort of had their own sort of opinion I mean we put on our Facebook page about Tom Ince and we got right mixed reviews about yeah, it yeah there's, really. still, there's still people like Steve Turnbull just just I think well, I think Steve Turnbull just once he makes a decision he's, he's made isn't it really yeah yeah sucking his ways isn't he? yeah especially <laughs> especially with James McLean he's just not a fan ever he's a lovely Jordan he's, 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 he's lovely he's from Durham he's been on the, he's been on the pod but uh, yeah, like looking at the side and the way we're going through, I mean, there's loads of people. Like, I've got a question here: Was Nick Powell man of the match? And I go, he's got me up there. He's up there. He's up there. And then we've got another one here that uh, James Chester was man of the match. Um, I might get a bit of stick for this. I don't think he was the probably as good as everyone seemed to make out. I saw little bits here and there where the ball come to him under a bit of pressure and. He's very calm on the ball. I give him that. Like there was a few times where I thought you, you've got two or three players around you, your edge of your own box, and he's he's managed to take a touch, have a look up, play balls to Indy, and, and we've moved up the pitch quite comfortable without any real pressure. But then other times, especially first off, he sort of acts at balls mid. Yeah. <laughs> One or two on <laughs> banana three or four, and I was yeah. thinking. Just, just calm down. But then again, I suppose it is his first game, and maybe there was a few nerves there. You don't know. Well, you have to look at James Chester. He's only just signed Anti on loan, and he hasn't really been playing for Villa, so he hasn't really been playing football. No. So he's going to be rusty anyway. First yeah. couple of games, he's going to be rusty. But for me, for a player that is rusty to come and put a performance like it, that, it's, it's only confidence. Yeah. The only confidence yeah. building. I think he's that complete defender that we've actually wanted for a while. Um, Danny Bats was solid as usual. I think he, I think he had, for me, had a bit of fault with the equaliser, to be honest, Danny Bat. But he, I think we need that player that's good with the ball, who's calm and assured. And Plus can, as well, his experience is going to be a big factor because, I mean, he's been playing top games with Wales as well at the end of the day. I mean, he was mm. playing playing in the, was it the World Cup. Yeah, the Euros. Which at the end of the day is only good for any player when you're out playing them tournaments because they're big learning curves against the best, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, some of our players they maybe haven't got that that sort of like that's a bit like I mean he had a Terry Butcher performance at West Brom, yeah. but then he sort of tailed off since. Yeah, Dar- Darby was very poor. Danny yeah, Bart was, and, to be honest. And, and the thing is, he's come he's come into that defence, and he's I mean, how long has he been at Stoke now? About four days, five days. Yeah, he had to be a long. And, and, and the thing is, he's dropped in and probably give you a seven out of ten on his on his day. I'd say eight, eight, nine out yeah, of ten. Old, yeah, um, James Chester. I mean, Alan and Clucas. Well, we've got here what, another one saying uh, I think Joe Allen was was uh, man of the match. Yeah, I think I, I sort of was thinking about it earlier. What I tipped on a couple of weeks ago about he's sort of he's a lot more controlled in his game and not overrunning with the ball, not tired. He, he is a lot set more settled at the moment. Yeah, um, he's 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 become that player who before everyone wanted to point the finger at to go in that player that no one notices 
he's just doing his job and going about his yeah. business and well, that's all he asked yeah, for yeah that's, that's all the thing. sometimes you're better off being an unsung hero because people leave you alone a little well bit. That, that's that's what i've been saying that's what i've been wanting from him for quite for, for years now is to be that calming player that you don't notice but does he just does his job and at times like even at derby he went back to type everybody went back to type against derby and uh, they were just overran and, and yeah. all that but but get but the, it's just such a major difference in the in the way they played on Saturday compared to Friday, it was just such an like improvement. Say, Campbell makes a huge difference, and then I, I think Campbell was the major major difference yeah. really because he just opens channels, he opens doors. He I mean, like I said last week, I mean, he can't take too much away from Derby. I mean, really was brilliant on the night. In fairness to him, I mean, he run the show really. He, I mean, and the thing is, I, 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 now I'm just going to look at it as just forget about it. It's one of them games that it's come and, and it's gone. We beat top six sides already since O'Neill's been in. It's yeah. just one of them. We've gone down there. We've not turned up. We've one or two players missing, and we could have done with. And we've been overrun a bit, and and, and that and that's that. And, and you can sort of draw a line under that game now, really, and move on. And which, can, which is what we're going to do. Uh, we've got a question here. Were you impressed by Jordan Thompson? I didn't even know he come on the pitch. No, I didn't. I didn't know when that sub was. To the board. Yeah, I didn't know when that sub was. No. I really, he must have been half time. It must have been half time. So I don't know. I but I don't know who he came on for. I'm still scratching my head when he came on the pitch. Did he come on for Sam? I don't. I don't. I, I don't think he come on when Valinden come on. No, Valinden was late on. That was like yeah. the eighty odd minutes yeah. when Valinden came on. Yeah, Vokes come on, didn't he as well? Yeah, Vokes came I mean, on. I understood Campbell coming off with obviously being injured for the last few, but but I think that's that's a good decision really because it gives Sam Vokes twenty minutes where he can make a nuisance of himself, knock the ball around. Yeah, and it, to be fair, he come did make a difference. Yeah, just smack himself <laughs> about and get himself into stuff. I don't think I'll ever take two moments. I think I, I do like Sam Sam Vokes. I think there is a player there, but it's a player that's that passed it. That was. <laughs> Three years ago, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. When I look at Sam, yeah. Sam Vokes, he's, he's just lost that. That he's just lost that half a yard. You just you? get the feeling now that if he gets the right people and he wants come summer, if because the problem is now is what he's done is, is he's got his to me what he started yesterday is probably a starting eleven his best. Yeah, that's really. his team. That's his team. That's his team because the improvements in Nick Powell as well. Like yeah. Campbell's there so as well. you look at Derby and think, well, we lost one or two of that starting eleven, and we mm. crumbled. So if we can get a few people in that are his players, who yeah. it will work into his system and his way of thinking. If we have got a few knocks and a few injuries, like a few suspensions, we've got lads to come in and do the exact same job. The problem is he's he's put lads in and and they're not really cut it at all. And yeah, time and screams for one yeah, of them I can't Vokes, I can't Vokes Vokes so isolated. I, th I think Sam Vokes Wilton probably he might can. be might be one who goes at the end of the season I think they might just go get yourself to well I had a question sent me this week um, because I know he's back kicking the football do you think if Obi might come back next season I think he'll give him a chance I do think because he's not throwing anybody under the balls he's brought Juif back he's, he's played everybody pretty much mm -hmm. he's going through the youth academy Um I'd give a phobia of a chat. I mean, he's had he's had a hell of a year. It'd know. be a lot. Of, if he, the thing is, I mean, God bless him. He's had an odd oh, year. Yes. I mean, the thing is, if he came back next season, even if he didn't do well, I reckon you guarantee them fans will be right behind him. Well, that's well, that's could be one thing where Sam Vokes goes. And a, and a phobia comes in on that bench position as a, maybe a replacement because he has got that yard of pace, hasn't he? The problem is he's got terrible movements, a phobia. That's always been his 
he's down but at the same time he come into a Stoke squad that couldn't be any more negative when he came and now if he came back he's coming to a Stoke squad that are a lot of I, there's, there's a good chance he could come back and be a bit of an hero yeah there, could there, be, there, yeah. there really is yeah. I mean we saw this week in the on the I think the Stoke pages that he's training again. Yes, kicking he's, the ball he's, about. He's back kicking ball about. So he, he won't be far off. He'll be next season. But if we can get him fit again, I, I see no problem with him because he could be like one of them where you think you know we'll get a decent left back in because we, we don't need to buy for. Could be a fairy tale story right there. Yeah, it could, could be. Yeah, could be where he comes in. Because you guarantee now. I, I know it, it, it's circumstances. Nobody wants some circumstances for anybody, but. The thing is, you guarantee that if he walks out with a Stoke strip on, then fans are all back in 110%. Because Stokies have got arts, big arts, and and the thing is, he'll get as much support as possible if he comes back. And um, if he doesn't and he goes somewhere else, then I hope that he does do well again. Because at the end of the day, for having that sort of thing happen as well, and and your career's short, isn't it, as well, at the end of the day? It's not. Um, well, I mean, it's clear to see with Bristol City fans, they, they absolutely adored him. They yeah, they come out and said I, th- I think he just didn't suit Gary Rowards, he didn't suit Nathan Jones, but he, Michael O'Neill seems to be able to get to turn a nail into a into a drill. He seems to be able to turn these players round, so th- there's every hope for Benicophobia now, there really yeah. is. I mean, you've got to think about other players. I mean, forget Janny and Bueller's and Kevin. I mean, Kevin Vim is struggling getting that Belgian team now, so it's it's one of them. I mean, we'll, we'll go into the window now, the transfer window. Are you impressed by, we've got a question here, are you impressed by the window that's just gone? Mm, I don't think, I, think, I mean, nothing too much has really changed, has it? Let's face it, it's, obviously Chester's come in, um, Thompson's come in. Thompson, we still don't know enough about. Well, we don't know enough about him, but, go. but a young lad's come in, Tashi. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought that might have been the perfect game for having on the bench, to be honest, Charlton. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to slowly develop him into the squad. I don't think we'll see him till next season, don't to be no. We might get a better couple of substitute appearances, but I think he's going to assess him every time. Maybe he could be one for Preston Bunch on Wednesday. Yeah, he could be, yeah, because I mean, from everything I've read, he's like the Nick Powell. He's like a quicker Nick Powell, better with the ball. Yeah. But he could be on the bench, because he's supposed to be a creative player, he would be a decent player to have on the bench. Well, like I say, I mean, I'd like to see him play. I really would, because I've heard all good reports about him online, so Tottenham fans seem quite devastated. Well, they're, they're angry. It's like you were Danny, Danny Jarvis, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, There's loads of Tottenham fans who are like that. It's, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, Danny Jarvis has gone, <laughs> gone to still. <laughs> yeah. But another youngster I want to bring up, who I'm really impressed with, and what I want to start seeing, especially next season, is uh, Dunwoody. Yeah, I mean, every time I've had a look at what's going on in the reserves and stuff, he's, he's yeah the youth levels. Yeah, he's, he's he's the captain for the under twenty ones, I think, and yeah. was the captain for the under eighteens. Supposed to be a controlling, deep passer of a midfielder. But it's, he, not, it's nice to just like for once start seeing, even if you're only getting two or three coming through the youth system. It, in the past, we've seen none. Like literally none. Well, at the moment, see, he, we're they're flying through like anything. I mean, yeah. you've got David Sankow, who's, who's who scored four the other week in that eight 0 win. You've got Jake I mean, Dunwoody. You can't question him out at some point, can you? Well, well, he's, he's still a bit young for first. He's only sixteen, isn't he? I know everyone goes, "Oh, well, Rooney did it, yeah," but 
Yeah, so so now he scores four. <laughs> well, yeah, he's going to score. You know, I'd buy thirty-eight million. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's a few there though. You've got you've got Suti who's going to be coming back. Who's, who's had two great years on loan at Fleetwood. You've got Nathan Collins who's breaking through. A player that I think next season needs a loan and see how he goes on. You could say the same about Sorensen, couldn't you as well? Because I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd, he's not really impressed since he's... Strange really, because when he come in and when we were in the pram, when we were going down, he looked all right. Well, I've heard a few reports from the youth managers that, that have been in there, that have managed him, that they can't seem to knuckle down a position for, for him. him. Yeah. That's the problem with him. He seems like, because he, I think when he came on for Stoke, he played on the right side, didn't he? Maybe a two-year loan or something or two to... Well, yeah, if we, if we can go, get it, well, go well he's gone, has to? Where did he go? Was it Tranmere he's gone out on loan to? Got, yeah, I know he's gone he's, on He's gone out on loan, I think it's Tranmere over. So it's another young lad, I know it's conference, but it's a first step, so good place is the non-league just to get him used to football. I think, yeah, Tranmere. Tranmere in League One. Are they? Yeah. They won the league last year. Oh, bloody hell, they are now, aren't they? <laughs> non-league. <laughs> Yeah, but when we came down, yeah, oh my god, yeah, they had that great run, they had back yeah, to back promotions. We played them in pre season, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, oh my god, yeah, that's a good, that's a brilliant loan. <laughs> <laughs> Forget what I said, Michael Owen Award. Yeah, it's yeah, a great loan, actually. I, I, I keep thinking, I know what I'm doing, I'm getting confused with Wrexham, that's what it is. Yeah. Because they were quite rivals with Stoke when we were in the old first division, in the old second division, sorry, when we used to fight when they were a good side, Chamber were a good side, and Stoke were. And, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the best. I mean, the line sign in Tramme, it's not too far from Stoke. You know what I mean? Sometimes they're a bit guilty nice, sending, like sending people a bit like out, out well, the wilderness. I'll tell you what, they've got a cracking pub in Tramme. Yeah, <laughs> it's where, where it was, the bus yeah. stopped over. It's a great place. Loads of Lafay blondes. Two of them you can't see, right? <laughs> but yeah, but it's not only him. We've got uh, Joseph uh, Bersic as well, a Polish. A Polish native, but yeah. he's he's a England youth star. He's supposed to be one of the best young goalkeepers in Europe at the moment. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we can't really nail down a number two at Stoke at the moment, can we? We've no, swapped and changed with number twos. Well, I mean, the thing is, Federici is going at the end of the season. I can't see a new contract being offered to him. Thirty-five, I think he is not far away from thirty-six. It, that all goes back Australia. It depends yeah. on what he wants to do. Really, he's always he's never really knuckled down a number one spot in England. Full stop. Really, he never really did a great long for, a lot wrong when he's come on for Stoke. No, he's, he's been okay, Federici. He, yeah. he sort of probably woke up Jack Butland to his problems on the, the pitch. And, best, yeah, and, uh, but this young lad, I wouldn't mind Butland going and him coming straight in. You know, as number one, I wouldn't mind this basic going straight as number one. From what I'm hearing, he seems. I mean. Like, like, like I said to you on Saturday, I think it's Joey Barton said he's the, what did he say his name was, the new something, the new goalkeeper, um, the, new, the new Brad Friedel, he said he's the new Brad Friedel, <laughs> which is the most random thing to ever come out with. I was hoping you'd say an half-decent goalkeeper, I mean, to be I know, fair. Yeah, but to be fair, Joey Barton didn't play with a good goalkeeper, he had David James for years, oh, then, yeah. <laughs> so it's one yeah. of them, isn't it, where... And he had Rob Green at Cookie. They are, so you know, he didn't have a lot, of, a lot of greatness behind him, did he, but Brad Friedel was a very good goalkeeper. He was. I mean, I think he was one of the only keepers to. I think he he done. He'd been at three clubs and not missed a single league yeah, game yeah, for three hundred straight time. Yeah. Like years, he had the record till Chelsea yeah. took him. Yeah, he was at Liverpool. I'm at Blackburn. I'm at Villa and never missed a yeah, game. Yeah, especially for Blackburn and Villa, he, yeah. he never missed a game. Terry did it as well at Chelsea for a while. Yeah, and then he missed one game through suspension. 
and he, I think he'd done like 190 games without yeah. missing a single game. But it's a, it's a good it's a good standard to put him down to that he's he's he, he's obviously a talented keeper and. It, Davies, I'm not sure on Davies. I've only seen him once, but I wasn't really that impressed by him. Oh, so at Brentford, he was woeful. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm not, I, I can't say. I, don't, I wouldn't mind him being number one and see how he goes on. But if this basics as good as the saying are, just shove him straight in and let's well, see the best. I mean, I mean, that's off the battle sometimes when you're in a relegation battle because we are still in a relegation battle. Um, when you're a bit further up the table, if you've got a bit of breathing space between you and sort of the bottom three you can sort of look at some games and go well they've all played a lot of games in the last three weeks well put Berzik in for a game or well whatever. if you remember when Begovic was going when it, we knew he wasn't going to sign that new contract Jack Butland played the last three Premier League games of that season yeah. and it seemed everyone seemed oh we didn't see fans we've got a, a good number two who's going to become the new number one yeah. so we're all comfortable now it's a good but the problem is he's out on loan is it good to see it say right? Let's test Davis out and give him three straight games and see how he does. Yeah. I mean, because we're gonna, we, we aren't going to go down now. There's no chance we're going to go down. We're six unbeaten at home. We had a blip and against Derby, but we look a solid side when Campbell's yeah. in there. If Campbell's in that side and they play the way they did against Charlton, we're going to be picking up points from now until the end of the season. So putting Davis in towards the end, or even a, a Dunwoody and going, you've been impressing that much in the youth levels. Yeah, man. We're going to give you a couple of games yeah. in the midfield and see yeah. how you get on at the end of the season. We've just got to be a bit... I mean, we've got Preston midweek, who they've won again this week. I mean, that, that will be a tough fixture. Well, that's that's the next thing we'll talk about now. So we've got Preston on the Wednesday. Preston, I think, are now fifth, aren't they, in the Championship? Yeah, they're pushing the, for the playoffs. So all the, the Amadors around there. The Amadors at their place. Yeah. They, to be fair, they're probably the most together side I've seen yeah. uh, in the Premier Championship. I've, they, they seem a very together unit. So, yeah, the, the team spirit's there, right through. And you've got Lewis Maltz, an ex Stoke Academy player that yeah. can't stop scoring. You've got Ben Pearson, who. It's for me, still there. Paul Gatley's getting on a bit now though yeah. uh, he's on the bench isn't he but he's, like I say he's a decent player off on the bench you've got Alan Brown the Irish international who's supposed to be brilliant you've got Ben Pearson who I still think the best love. he's definitely the best midfielder in this league I still stand by <laughs> that I think he's so calm on the ball and in that holding midfield role he's just like a Roy Keane just passes the ball passes <laughs> the ball he doesn't move though he just gets the ball and makes the pass yeah. and that's exactly what we need grass, grass <laughs> he was like Jan Holby he was like a it was like a slim Jan Mulby. <laughs> and if you ever went and watched Jan Mulby play, what a pass with the ball he won. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you look at the next two, I mean, Preston and then QPR. I mean, his record at QPR is a bit sketchy at times. I know, we don't do well in London. No, um, but you look, you look at it, if we could get six points from them but, too but saying that though I mean QPR aren't in good form they're dropping massively now yeah. Naki Wilds has stopped scoring and yeah I mean it's just we need that momentum to break away from that bottom three We the inconsistency has got to stop now especially away from home we've got to start I'd be happy if we took four points from the next two if, if, if we could well I mean the thing is with us on the form table I think we've taken up now to three the only bad result we've had this year is the, obviously the derby result we're looking really comfortable now yeah and like when I watched them against Charlton I, I all get even when we were 2-1 down I didn't see us conceding I didn't see us conceding equaliser against Charlton so the thing is with Preston it's an odd game 
but we're at town the fans I think will be up for it I think yeah. they'll turn up now after the charting result everyone seems happy yeah. all on the forums I'm seeing good news everyone seems happy except Steve Turnbull <laughs> and uh, it's like he's, he's alright some Durham <laughs> but we're looking we're looking comfortable and I've, I've got a good feeling that we'll do something against Preston it'd be nice sir, if we get to this town next week and we've got at least four points from them too well I, if we can get to next week and we've got six points yeah. it's like Oh my God! If we win at home, and even if we might only get a point at QPR, though, it, it's a good point away from home. So yeah, I mean, we've got a question: is it is it dead? Is it dangerous to talk about playoffs? Yeah, there's no chance. I don't want to see them. We're not ready. We're not ready. Well, People slide me off for that, but we aren't. We aren't, we, aren't, we aren't ready, but yeah. we, promotion would be the least turn around ever. But it, it would be. It would be, but. To be fair, if you look at the form table, we are one of the most informed teams. I mean, if you look at Leeds, Leeds are literally falling apart again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think Nottingham Forest might sneak in that top two now. Brentford won again as well, didn't they? Three two. It it's so up it's and down so this league. It's so tight. It's still yeah. getting a run now till the end of the season. I'm not saying it's going to happen because I have, every time I keep getting my fingers burnt. What I want to see this time is if we get the result against Preston and then we get the result against QPR I want us to show that we can handle being favourites that seems to be the problem this season well you, even with Michael yeah. O'Neill as soon as we become favourites like we're against Derby we became the favourites then because they were out of form we were in form yeah. everyone was saying Stoke could get a good result even the bookies were saying Stoke could beat Derby yeah. and we didn't turn up yeah. and it's happened three times this season where we've won back to back games and Stoke are the favourite going into the next, game, next yeah. game and we've crumbled Yeah, I want us to get a good result against Preston which Preston's not the one that worries me QPR worries me Yeah, yeah. because it's one of them where they're out of form like Derby and there's a chance of a slip up there because yeah. knowing our luck this is Stoke City's luck Naki Wells hasn't scored for 11 he'll score games and he'll score an action yeah. against Stoke when Stoke are favourites yeah, I've not I've not got great memories of QPR over the years. Uh, there's always been bad results down there. I, I do think Preston will be a tough a tough fixture on Wednesday. I do, and the thing is, it's only an hour down the motorway for them. It's not a far travel for them either. Um, Wednesday night, the Wednesday people are working and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it'll be. It's it's. I'm never I'm never a big fan of midweek games anyway. I, yeah, I don't like midweek unless mm-hmm. it's a Friday night and I'm on the, and I'm on days yeah I've I've got no interest in midweek games they but, really annoy me but um, yeah that, like you say the fans uh, 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 we're all back on side now I think and well what do you think the team's going to be do you think there'll be any changes for the Preston game now you know me I like I like to give players rests but the problem is it's what's on the bench doesn't fill me full of optimism rest anybody a little bit well that's I why I said I that young lad I don't think there's any injuries at the moment is there I mean I think Sam Klukas has due a rest, but uh, would you put Jordan Thompson in and give him a start and give Klukas a rest on the bench and maybe bring him into the game late on? I don't know whether we bring the lad in from Tottenham, I forgot his name already. Uh, Tasha Oakley Booth. That's it, yeah. Um, That's a really serious memory back. Why not? Why don't we give him a shout? Because I think I think for him it's a bit too early at the moment. I mean, pe- preferably I don't I, I don't want him to do anything to the side because he performed so well against Charlton. I don't want to see any anyone. Nobody seemed to break down with an injury. I mean, but I don't know I don't know the circumstances of the Jordan Thompson debut. I don't know I don't, I don't know how, how I don't even notice him coming on. I think I think in the past Stoke have always been like, "Welcome to the club, you're new signing." <laughs> when we like. 
change for Stoke City. <laughs> Jordan Thompson! Uh, who? <laughs> who? <laughs> yeah, you're talking. Who? <laughs> uh, so, like I say, I, don't, I won't make any changes, but I would be tempted if we get a good result against Preston, maybe putting a couple of different midfielders in again for the QPR game. But it all depends. If they're fit, if they're ready and ready and go, yeah. then you play them, don't you? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, obviously, it's whatever um, the gaff sees in training, isn't it, really? Um, yeah. If he if he believes that uh, Booth might be ready for a subs bench or well, whatever, I don't then. mind on the bench. I think I, personally, I think that Dunwoody should be on the bench. I think that Sankow should be on the bench. Yeah. Um, instead of Gregory, that's my only worry at the moment with Stoke. Is whenever it comes to substitutions, apart from maybe Valinden, there's benches there. It, it is. It's so thin. You, you think like on on Saturday. Campbell comes off, he's had a good game, he's played well, he's caused them untold problems, but he has been injured. Right, we'll bring him off, we're winning 3 1, let's give him a rest. Perfect manage- management. Simple. Yeah, but it's a simple decision that some managers are guilty of not doing, but he did. He t- Especially with them kind of players, because he did the same and brought Valinden on for Tom Ince, didn't he? Because those kind of players that are tricky and, and moody. They, they can get impact injuries, they can get injuries quite quickly, so bringing them on and giving them good rests and Ready for the next bringing one. on, because that's, that's a good, I, f- I think the reason why you think the the bench is thin is because it's a, it's an unknown quantity, you've got Thompson there, you've got Nathan Collins there, you've got... So uh, it's Vokes and that, they're worrying Well, Vokes, Vokes and Gregory, I mean the problem is with both of them, they're quite similar, but they aren't at the same time, like Vokes is a finisher, Gregory is a hold-up man that can control the ball quite well. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think he fits in. And Gregory his doesn't. It's clear that system. he's not quick enough. He doesn't score enough. He doesn't take his chances well enough. Yeah. Whereas Campbell, half a chance, he's in the goal. Yeah, that's where he's he's looking at it. He's thinking, well, if the game gets a bit uptight and we need to control the ball at the top end to stop them scoring because they're dead. You, you bring no, you bring Gregory on because he yeah. can keep the keep hold of the ball and and keep hold of the possession. Yeah. But when you bring it on Vokes, you just you just hoping that he gets a chance on. You? you just bring it on a battering ram. Somehow gets battered. <laughs> I know. I think Vokes will probably go at the end of the season. To be honest, he, he he's hardly chancing. I think he's kind of done Sam Vokes. Yeah. But if if he likes him and keeps using, there's something he likes about him because he keeps him playing. Well, he's probably he, he seems to sort of lad when he's seen on interviews that he is committed to the cause. And and the thing is. Whether you like him or not, at the end of the day, if he's a good lad to work with and he's got the right attitude and training, while he's on the books, he will use him, won't he? Yeah, well, you might as well. So, right, so we'll go into the women. The women? Postponed. Postponed? <laughs> yeah. We're going to do a massive in depth review then as well. Storm Chiari. What a terrible name for a storm, man. I could have sworn it was Storm Keith, but I did, I Storm well. Keith. There's always a storm when Keith's about, though, isn't there? <laughs> We all know a stormy Keith. Yeah. Uh, but the, you can understand it, I mean, at the 11 o'clock this uh, Yeah, it was horrendous. <laughs> it kept waking me up last night, that storm killed oh, I wouldn't even go to the bed and everything. I mean, it was, it's that bad. Cars were being shoved underwater or something, people stupidly driving in rivers. There's one at Reggie Mitchell Way, an Audi. It's gone in, it's, it's not a puddle, mate. It's a lake, there's a duck going across it. <laughs> <laughs> alligator in it. It's gone in there going, well, why? What, what desperately. Is that deep? There's a megalodon in it. <laughs> I don't like reversing because I don't use my mirrors, so I'll just try and drive through it. Oh, terrible, terrible, mate. I don't know what, I mean, I wanted to nip out earlier and I sort of took one look out the door and went, 
looking on Facebook, there's a tree down here, there's a tree down here, thinking, yeah. it's just not worth it. Well, I need milk notes, and I thought, oh, they looked that way, and I thought, nah, I'll no, leave it, I'll get it tomorrow, <laughs> I'll get everything tomorrow. But the development side, once it played first, how did they get on? He played the reserves, and it was a nine-goal thriller. Nine-one, nine-nil. No, no nine-goal thriller, as in five-four. <laughs> oh my god, team scored against Stokes Reserves. Yeah, um, developments actually won. Did they um, as well? Reserves. But, I mean, a lot of the comments have said, like, it was weird supporting both sides, <laughs> which I sort of get really. It's like when um, I went to Wilco's testimonial. Oh, goals are flying in. Like, yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> just, just like. I remember a game like that when we lost 8 0 to Chelsea or 9 0. Like, every time the shot he went in, I was crying by the end. <laughs> Bringing a counsellor, I need help. Where are we tomorrow? <laughs> right, so we've got a, that's the end of the development team. They had a great time, so we'll go into a bit of a story time this this day. 2008. And it was a great day because? We won 4 2 at Molyneux uh, against Wolves. Um, I was there. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, he'll be remembered mainly for Ricardo Fuller's um, incredible solo magic. Goal. Yeah, he yeah, literally was... ran the inside pitch. He, he got the ball. It just outside our box and ran it all the way down and put it in the bottom yeah. corner beat but four people and placed it home if you remember it was quite controversial because wolves were screaming for a penalty and then they didn't get it and that's when fuller put the ball up and that was at three two so obviously if they got, yeah, the, penalty, got the penalty yeah yeah they did they did pulled it level fuller was on the bench because he'd, he'd only just come back from international duty with jamaica and the other goals had come from Leon Court, who I was never a fan of. <laughs> Leon Court. No, Leon Court was good in the championship. championship he was good in the championship. Yeah. When he was in the Premier League, he, he was like he was truly a fish out yeah. of water. Yeah. He, he really was. was a rabbit in headlights. Yeah, it was a good job Fye came in. Yeah. That's all I can say. Abdullah Fye and Fye made a big difference. Yeah, uh, Liam Lawrence and uh, the one and only Rory Zillap with the other goal. Super Rory, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was. remember that game being one of them games where you sort of thought, we really have got a side on us, hands here. Well, like, the thing is, when that game happened, I can remember, I thought, we've got a chance of going up now. Yeah. Because we, I knew we were doing well, but I, I just thought, I said, I can remember sitting there saying to my mates, and I goes, I think we're going to go up now. I've got a feeling we're going to go up. We, we, we're playing too well. Yeah, yeah. And we've got players that can literally turn a game. Like, like hopefully, Tyrus Campbell and, and Tom Inch could grow into. We were losing that game. I know, yeah. Too well. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to lose, to be honest. Because yeah. we, we always had a bad record against Wolves. I remember that. Because I always looked at Wolves as one of those teams, oh, they're good side Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Even though they weren't near the Premier League, they were always at the top. They were like Leeds, the nearly team. But always they did have... They did have spells in the Prem as well back then, didn't they? Oh, well, they had that one, didn't they, where they... Steve Bull. No, not Steve Bull, no. Um, Nancy's, early Nancy's were there. No, yeah, it was a nearly... But they, they had that, if you remember, they had that one year in the Premier League when they, they nearly signed... They basically signed anyone that was over 36. I can remember one year when um, they went down and I th- was was who's it in charge? And Mick McCarthy and Odden Wingy scored four against them or something. Yeah, that was that was more recent. Yeah. But there was that one year in the nineties when they went up, and uh, but then I can remember like they were always that Neely team that just missed out on automatics yeah. and then crumbled in the playoffs. We had that season when who's it just run right to the Banks Blake. Yeah, and he scored like thirty goals for yeah. us, and then he went Plymouth. And then he went in the Prem and scored one, <laughs> and then went Plymouth. Yeah. <laughs> Ended up at Plymouth. I think, I think it was Pulis that signed him. <laughs> right, so that's another great podcast, a positive one. It's been a great week. Yeah, 
Does uh, hopefully a long wait continue? I think it will continue this time. I'm going to be hopeful. Playoffs all the way. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm not going to back myself. I've done it too many times now. Well, it was sort of an open wanted that we didn't win manager of the month because yeah. we normally lose it. Yeah, I know, yeah, but it didn't, it's not your forest any harder, did they? they <laughs> <beat> <laughs> <Leeds>. <laughs> not really, no. <laughs> so, Lamucci. <Yeah. laughs> so, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, if you like the show, make sure you tell your friends, try to get them on board, try to get a listen. Uh, we're trying to get guests on. We're, still, we're always trying to get guests. If anyone wants to be a guest, just get in touch. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, I'm sick of saying that now to be honest. But it's, we're on everything. <laughs> we're on everything except that other one where I don't really know how that works. That ticket something's like a T. Oh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we. Uh, I know it well. <laughs> I don't even know how it works. But um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Ta ra. All the best.